Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is John Garrett. John is a nationally recognized speaker, author, podcast host, and corporate culture consultant. He's been named one of the top 100 most influential people in the county by Accounting Today. Extremely important, he was recently the keynote speaker for a recently highly acclaimed, often copied, never duplicated the first annual Unique CPA virtual conference, which I guess I'm a little biased in that intro there, but he did a great job on our conference we had in in December of uh, 21, and I really appreciate him being out there. John's written a book called What's Your And? Uh, His book has actually greatly impacted me personally and my family. We use it a lot. And what he talks about in that is really the basis of his consulting efforts. And really, I want to get into those consulting efforts today because I think it's extremely important. We'll get into that. But first, John, welcome to the Unique CPA. Thanks, Randy. It's so great to talk with you again. And it's it's always a blast. So this is going to be fun. Yeah, that will be fun. It's I had the so you know, I've heard you speak on the podcast. I, I I read your book again, which is awesome. But I got to see you speak at two conferences, one of them being our own, but another conference this year. And honestly, you you do a great job and not only entertaining, which you definitely are, but educational and, and putting a message out there that that people can use. So it was Thanks, it was man. great to see you. No, I appreciate it. It means a lot because you've been to a lot of conferences and seen a lot. So thanks, man. Well, no, and I'm not being biased just to try to get my uh, numbers up on the podcast, but you, <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're, you're the best speaker I've seen uh, out there at, at these conferences. So I appreciate that. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Just trying to do something unique. You know, I mean, people are taking time and to be there and spending money to be there. Like, let's give them something that, that there's an experience beyond the content. So, right. you know, there's content as well, but right. You got to provide an experience there. And I think a lot of speakers, especially in professional services world, uh, sometimes miss the experience part. It matters. Yeah, it's, it's, I agree. I try to do the experience, although, you know, it's just try not to be boring. And it doesn't it. have to be a positive experience, Randy, just an experience. <laughs> like it just, it's, a, it's an I'm experience. Kidding, That's for sure. I'm so, so I appreciate I'm, it. I'm kidding. All right. All right. Well, let's get into this because this is important. So first, let's just set the stage. So this is one of the key things that, that when I say talk to every guest when we, when we do the show is we have to have fun. And so, yeah. hey, right now we're doing number one. We right. have to do the number two as well, which is educate. So we're going to get oh. onto that. <laughs> we're going to get onto that in a second. But the first time you were on, we really, we really didn't dig deep into what you do as a profession. This consultant, we got to know who you are, which was great. Right. Yeah. But I want to get deeper into that what you're doing. But before we do that, real quick, some intro on to what because you came out of public accounting. So give us a little yeah. bit of your history. Of, totally. You know, letting people know you've been where they are. Yeah, I mean, I graduated from the University of Notre Dame, uh, went to PricewaterhouseCoopers, was one of the first promoted in my start class, passed the exam, uh, did mostly M&A work, and then a lot of internal audit. Then I was on the largest financial services client that PwC had at the time. That was great. And then um, had a little bit of a hobby of doing stand-up comedy on the side. Ended up leaving public accounting, going to industry, uh, was a, worked for a pharma company and product contracts, and then later a hot, huge hospital network. Yeah, it was great doing comedy on the side, a little bit of improv, but mostly stand up. 
And then in uh, May of 2005, the accounting profession and I decided that I should use my talents elsewhere. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I went stand up full time, uh, moved to New York City, wrote two Emmy nominated award shows. My comedy albums on Sirius, Pandora, opened for Louis Anderson and the Borgata in Atlantic City, hanging out with Leno. You know, I mean, it was in New York all over, you know, I mean, it, so it was great. And then about, uh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, kind of married those two together the corporate John and the comedian John. So that's where a lot of the speaking at conferences started. But then I had a guy remember me at one of the conferences. He told the meeting professional, I know John Garrett. That's the guy who did comedy at night. And I had never heard this guy's name in my life. And it's because he was in the tax department in my first PwC office. And I'm one of the cool accountants that doesn't know how taxes work. So, so I never met this guy. I never went to that floor. I never worked with him. I don't even know what he looks like. And yet 12 years later, he was like, I know John Garrett. And then he remembers me for all these other things, you know, this hobby outside of work. And so that's how what's your and started is you're an accountant and something else a beer connoisseur, a world traveler, a, a volunteer at the dog shelter, a ballroom dancer, a, a runner, a golfer, you know, whatever it is that lights you up. And uh, that's so much more fascinating and rich. And, you know, there's, there's uh, so many cool people that are doing right. neat things around us that we don't take time to find out. Yeah. And all what you just said and meaningful, it's going to be important to, to what people are doing with insight within your firm, what yeah. they're doing outside. And I know that's what you get into. So let's set the stage for that then. Cause I think this is right now in general, you know, CPA firms, businesses, everybody having a hard time attracting and retaining employees. And, right. and, and there's, there's, and you have, I think a solution to that, but what you do, I really feel is extremely important. It is anybody can get a job anywhere right now, it seems like. Right. Why are they right. going to come to you? And then how are you going to keep them? And so let's dig deeper into this whole consulting you do for, for industry in general, but for CPA firms, I know you yeah, do quite a especially. bit of this, especially. Okay. And so let's dig into what that is. What is this, this business that you've now created the last six years? Well, and it's, it started, you know, when, when I would speak and then, you know, it was great. Everyone would talk about it. You know, lunch conversations were different and deeper and, um, you know, at conferences or even within, you know, corporate retreats or partner retreats or all staff meetings, things like that. But then I would leave and like, you know, I, it was simple, but I didn't, I didn't realize that it was not easy. And, you know, people hear this and, but then they go back to their job and there's a hundred emails and a stack of stuff on their desk. And, you know, then it gets pushed aside. And, and it's one of those things that I, I realize that people, people need some guidance on this mm -hmm. and they need some accountability, but they also, you know, need to create something that's unique, especially in the great migration or great resignation, whichever side of the fence you are on that. They're leaving, but they're going somewhere and you can create a place where they come yep. and then don't leave. And, you know, in, in, you know, so many firms, they thought they had a culture and it was passing each other in the hallway saying, Hey, how's it going? Fine. Fine. All right. Great. Coffee's kind of terrible today. <laughs> and then that's it. Like that's it. But when all of a sudden we're, we're forced to work remote, now you have zero culture. And you probably, you actually had zero culture before, um, right, but right. now you found out, but if you build your culture around what people are doing outside of work, then working remotely doesn't matter because the culture's still there. And I still care about you as a person because I hired the whole person, not just the accounting part. 
And so how about we care about and shine a light on and have a genuine interest in the whole person instead of just the billable hour part, you know, that's doing the work. And so that's really, it's, it's, it's working with organizations to, you know, just create the culture that keeps their best people, attracts more good people. And then more importantly, as a, as a leader of a firm, it's, it's your legacy, right? You know, like, what are you, what are you building here? And I think what you said earlier is that we can equate to, to one thing, you know, Hey, you were out there, you were given this message. You were saying something that sounded obvious. Let's install yeah. this. Yeah. But the disconnect was they really need the help to implement. And I think a good example of that is as a CPA, I can be out looking at someone's financial statement and I can see that their AR is just gone crazy. And I can give them a list of five things they can do to improve this. And they're all grateful. And they say, okay, here's the list. And then if I stop there, it's not going to get implemented. It's going to sit there and I'm going to go back in next month or next quarter and their AR is going to be worse. And so, so it's kind of equated to that, but now you've seen that with what your message is. And so now you've created this, this, you know, opportunity to go out and consult with firms. And so how do we start to implement this one? They need to buy in that there is something that needs to be changed. And then once they do, um, how do you get out and implement this? And I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, we're where we're at because of actions that have been taken in the past. And so if you're at a place where you're like, you know what, our firm's great. We're killing it. It's awesome. Then great. Keep doing what you're doing. But if you're in a place where you're like, wow, this is a little bit uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. then maybe do something a little bit different. And so that's really, and, and it's, when I come in, it's, it's, it's very customized because what works for one firm is not going to work for the same firm down the street. Right. And if your firm is in different cities, what works in Denver, where I live is not going to work in Miami. It's totally different. It's, it's creating it with them. Uh, and, it, and it's not doing it to your people. It's, it's, you're doing it with, I'm doing it with them. It's starting with the leadership group, getting their buy-in, getting them to understand like why it matters and you know what their culture is and and also just their role in this. You know, they can kill it quickly, but they need to, you know, embrace it and encourage it and get others' ideas mm-hmm. um, to to come in. It's not a leadership only thing and then we dictate down. It's it's kind of then working with uh, like an ambassador group or a culture committee. Of, of people where I have some ideas, but they have ideas too. And, you know, maybe it's a hybrid of those two and it's, it's working with that group to get these ideas, but they're also the ones that are enabled to roll out, you know, one or two ideas at a time where it's simple. And then, and then another big thing too is, is like an employee journey map where it's looking at through the employee's eyes, what does it look like before they've even heard of the firm? through recruiting, through onboarding, what's their journey employee experience wise, and even exit. What does it look like through their eyes? What are they feeling and seeing and hearing from the firm? And how can we create experiences that, that matter, that show that you care and that you know, are, are unique and different? So many accounting firms, especially in accountants themselves, they try to become the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many blue logos are out there? Good Lord. You know, and it's like, <laughs> you're looking my... at my logo right now. It's blue. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Now you got some purple in there. You got some purple, <laughs> not, not much purple, um, but it's uh, uh, in the world, but, uh, but yeah, but you just, you throw it out there. It's, it's, it's interesting when you're at a college recruiting thing and a college student says, well, what makes your firm different than the booth that's right next to yours? 
Right. And you hear the people just fumble around on the answer. And it's like, ah, you know, it's not the software. It's not the office building. It's not, it's that your firm has people that like to uh, do these outside of work hobbies and passions. And right. we embrace them. We shine a light on them. We celebrate them. And so it's, it's just that, but that employee journey map is super crucial to actually see because a lot of people, you know, in leadership positions, you've been there a long time and you forget what it's like to be the new person. Uh-huh. And so how about we look at it through their eyes and do that. And then, you know, and then that, that culture committee, it's getting a bunch of ideas, but it's coming to leadership. Here's the three or four we think, what are one or two that we roll out? And then it's going back to that culture committee and saying, okay, here's the one or two, let's run with it. And then they're also the pipeline for your succession plan. Probably they're your future leaders. And so it's enabling them and giving them some power and letting them have some training wheels on, on the bike. Let's ride it, you know, type of thing. And, and then me every two weeks following up with that culture committee, how are things going? What's going well? What's not quite landing? What do we need to tweak? And then it's just making sure that things are still moving the right direction. And it's looking at that kind of that employee experience piece, do that a couple of months, get the plates spinning, if you will. And then it's coming back and okay, what's onboarding look like? And onboarding super, super crucial, super crucial. Like there was a study done, like 69% of people will stay for three years. If you have a great onboarding experience, they're never more excited than they are on their first day. Right. And how many organizations trip out of the gate? You know, the, the race is starting, the gun goes off. And then you just trip flat on your face. And it's like, ah, how about we embrace that and pour some rocket fuel into that, you know, and and really nail that. And so, yeah, so then it's working with that. And, you know, throughout all of it, it's just like creating moments that matter. I mean, because that's what culture is made of is these like micro experiences and that are positive and it benefits everybody, you know, and it's, and it's building that, that firm that people want to come work at. And then they want to stay at, and they're telling their friends about it. And then as a leader, that that's your legacy. Other, other managing partners and other partners, they're going to turn to you. Like, what are you doing? How are right. you doing this? Like, what are you, like you're now the cool kid. Right. And it's like, well, we care. We just care about our people, you know, like, but then how is, is really the hard part, I think for people. Yeah. I can, off the top of my head, there's, when I think of the, uh, an atmosphere like that within a firm, I can think of two that jumped in my head right away. And I think, okay, but I don't know what they do. And I don't yeah. know what the programs they installed were that make them this place that everybody yeah. loves. And one of them's a friend of mine and they just announced they've got like the highest glass door rating in the history of the universe or something like that, right. which right. You know, is something I'm, that's obviously yeah. a positive thing. I don't know yeah. how glass door works, but, uh, but that's awesome. Another one, I just, they're constantly showing things on LinkedIn and social media, yeah. all the fun events. And so when you look at, like you yeah. said, that we, we try to implement, you know, one, two, three different things. Give me an example of something maybe you try to implement to help create this culture. Yeah. And I mean, there's small things, you know, I want to have small quick wins at the beginning. Yep. There can be bigger things later, but you can't start with that. Okay. Um, you know, so, so simple things like maybe it's in your email signature and there's one firm where we did this, where at the bottom of the email signature, it's like, you know, when I'm not doing taxes, I enjoy boating and, you know, it's just in your email signature. Not everyone's going to see it, but then the people that do see it, they're going to be boating. What's that all about? What kind of boat? Like what? And then now you're having like organic conversations with humans as opposed to work conversations with 
automatrons or whatever, right. you know, right. like, you know, something simple like that, or it's, um, Hey, how about a partner takes somebody from audit, somebody from tax, somebody from ops, somebody from admin and somebody from accounting services or advisory or whatever you guys want to call them. And, uh, we go to lunch and no one talks about work. And it's just five humans or four humans having lunch together and finding out about each other. Right. And now there's cross-departmental connections happening where if you have to go to another department to ask them for a report or ask them for something, it's going to a friend mm -hmm. as opposed to just some random coworker that doesn't care if he gives you the right report or not, or she gives you the right report or not. You know, it's just bringing more human to work because- what I found is, you know, for years, people have been saying, you know, AI is coming for your job and all this. And clearly that's not the case because the more AI and the more tech that we're using, the more human you need to have to match that. Yeah. It's not a teeter totter inverse. It's you have to match the tech with human. Yep. And so it's really just bringing more of that. And sometimes I'll get people like, uh, they'll be like, well, isn't this intuitive? And I'm like, it totally is. I'm not Albert Einstein over here. It's totally intuitive, but you're not doing it. Right. How to do it is not intuitive. Yep. Simple things, but then, but I also want it to be their ideas too and co-create with them and with the firm. And then you know, kind of like a, getting a, a baby to start to walk, right. You know, and then, and then before you know it, now you're, you're, you're taking steps, you're walking on your own. Now you're jogging, now you're running, you know, and then it's really cool and rewarding for me to see the light switch go on right? and to see it come about. And some of these things are, are really an immediate impact. I mean, you can see within weeks or less of the difference that it makes Yep. and just from walking around you know, the, the, the office, it's like, wow, this is a, a different place. Cause not everything's always, some of it's measurable, you know, certainly your, your turnover and stuff like that. And, and I mean, that's the thing, like a lot of people hear the cost of turnover and yeah, that's, a, this, that's a key fact because this is, this is a CPAs. We like to quantify things. Yeah. You can quantify this. You can show that this is going to even, even, even paying you, let's say it's you, whoever, but you, I want to specifically yeah. say paying you to come out. Cause I don't think anybody else is doing what you're doing that I've ever no. seen. So paying you to come out and do this and create this new culture, you can quantify the savings that this CPA firm, that this business is going to have. And so really you, you're free, your, your services end up being free. So tell us about that. It pays for itself. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I want there to be the ROI. I was a CPA back in the, you know, like I, right. that's still a part of me yep. and, you know, I want it to be effective. And that's why when I talk with, with firms that are interested, it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to work with everybody because I don't want to work with somebody that's not committed or not going to do it. Yep. And so it's like, do you actually want to solve the problem? Or is this something where a bunch of people did a survey and they said they wanted to whatever. And it's like, well, you know, if you actually want this, then let's do it. It's interesting because, you know, the cost of turnover, people have heard those numbers before where it's, you know, conservatively at a minimum, it's two times a person's salary. Right. But it's definitely higher than that. But I bet no one's actually done the math. So we'll do the math here really fast. Randy yep. is, is like, an example I like to use is, right, is uh, if there's an average salary of 75000 at your firm, which might be low, and times two, double the salary. And then if you had 15 people leave last year, 
then 15 times 75,000 times two is $2.25 million that it cost your firm. I did that in my head, actually, just so you know. So I know I, know. I could have told it, you that number. Right. right? <laughs> but, but it, like, is that a big number? That's a pretty like, big number. That's a big number. And year over year, over year, over year, it was 2.25 million last year, the year before that, the year before that, this year, next year, the year after. And so, you know, how long are you going to let that go on? Yeah. It shouldn't be zero for sure, but it should probably be half of that. Right. So, you know, if I can save you 600,000 to a million dollars a year, then um, hello, you know, yeah. and it's really just looking at, are your people an expense or are you people an asset that you're investing in? Right. And it's the greatest asset you have. It's the, the biggest impact on your firm is your people. The number one factor in the success of your firm is your people. It's not your software. It's not, you know, how cool your office is. It's not, is there a parking garage in the building? No, it's your people. And so, you know, you need to invest in that and care about that. And I think, you know, uh, one of the silver linings of the pandemic, I think, is now people are starting to realize like, oh, wow, I, I need to care, you know, right. about the whole person, really. Because there's no barriers to, to where you work or who you work for anymore. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, I could live in Seattle and, and work in Miami yeah. virtually. Or for three firms. You don't even know. I yeah. mean, I would probably quit and you don't even know I quit. Because it's like, hey, John hasn't logged in for like two weeks. I wonder what's going on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot to tell you I quit. And, um, it's like, right. you know, but if you actually have like normal conversations with people, yeah. then it's like, you know, hey, I haven't talked to John about, you know, college football in a while or what concerts he's been to or, you know, what song he's working on on the piano or, you know, anything like that. Or Randy, like what new beer he's had or whatever. You know, you mentioned that earlier. The discussions you start having with people and you and I've talked about this before. People have more discussion with me about craft beer than they don't start with, hey, you know, yeah. well, a lot of times they do right now. What's going on in R&D? Because there's some stuff going on. But, well, right now but, there's some stuff going yeah. on. But, yeah. but they start with, hey, Randy, you know, hey, I had this beer. What do you think of it? Have you ever had it? That's what they come to me with, you know, yeah. as an opening more often than not. And that's not, you know, they know I do, especially text. They know this, but sure. they know the passion's beer. So, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's and you love talking about it. They know you love talking about it and they love connecting with you on a little bit of a deeper level. And it right. creates a sticky relationship. Yep. And for so long, like firms have, have, you know, the clients are at the top. we got clients. Okay. We need to do the work. Okay. Well, let's get some people to do the work. But the only reason you have people is because of clients. That's what you think. And then, oh, and then I'm going to accidentally care about some of the people, but the clients, clients all the time, clients, clients, clients. It's upside down. You got to care, care about your people that you have now care. And then from that, you're going to get more and better people. And then from that, you'll get clients. Like if you care about the people you have, everything good falls out from that. Right. And so that's really what it is. It's just building a culture that has a genuine interest in the people around them and cares. And then you're going to be a place that attracts and retains engaged talent. And then you're going to leave that legacy as a leader of the firm that matters. And that's actually, you know, something to be proud of what you built and, and what's, what's, what's happening. I agree completely. You know, and, and it's those connections and, and it has to be vertical too. A lot of times partner groups, well, we all know about each other and yeah. then, well, does, does your senior associate even know? 
Right. I've worked with some firms where when we do that leadership meeting and I'll be like, Hey, just out of curiosity, can we just go around the room, introduce yourself? And then like, what's an and like, what's something you like to do outside yep. of work? Yep. Even firms with like 10 or 12 partners, they're like, I had no idea. And you're like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what, are you, <laughs> what is going on? It's yep. not the first time you've met. Like you've clearly had some meetings, right? So like, what are we doing? You know, no. and uh, and so it's just just creating that that sort of a place that people really want to come to work and they and they want to give it their all because they know that you care about them as well and they're going to care back. Yep, and I think this is extremely important. Not, I mean, even if we weren't in this whatever you want to call it, great recession, great migration, I don't know if I'm a big fan of of right. terms, but but something's going on. So whatever's going on, even if you're not in that, this is just huge for making you a, a place people want to go, people want to stay. And really, we're just talking about employees right now, but then really that this goes down to your clients then too, because now you're a better run operation, a better run firm, and you're going to be better dealing with your uh, clients as well. Oh, totally. I mean, as leadership of the firm, you have succession planning now, you're going to have better client service, more consistent client service. All these good things come out of it. Critical feedback isn't so critical. I mean, all these good things come from caring about your people. You're going to be more profitable. Everything good is going to come from that. Yep. If you haven't thought this way and you're in a place that's uncomfortable right now, then you can't keep thinking the same way. You have to think differently. So maybe, just maybe, flip it upside down. Care about your people. Let's see what happens. Yep. Yep. Like It's so obvious to me that it's like, take care of your people. Because then it'll happen. Like, and, you know, well, we have to have clients to get the money to be able to pay the people. Well, that'll happen. Right. Like, All right. So let, let's 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 do this. Let me give you, uh, you know, you and I, I've, I've been very fortunate over the last year to, to talk to you quite a few times. And, and I told you I've implemented things that you and I have discussed in our firm. And it's right now we're going through the roof with new hires and we just have new people coming in every single day. Yeah. Partly, I think our people like our culture, but I need to probably have you come in and make sure that our culture is good. But in addition, we're, we're now, when someone new comes in, it's not, you know, hey, here is, you know, project manager X and, yeah. you know, yeah. welcome to the firm. It is, here is Susie, who is a, uh, loves Disney World and goes every time she can and has a collection of mouse ears and, and whatever else. And then we get to know her immediately and, and, and building that culture around that. And so we're doing this every single Monday now on our business development call is a new person is introducing, you know, their and. That's a perfect example. Yep. And, and how's that going? Like, how is it different than before? It's going great. And and we tried to do that. I've always tried to do that, but it's like, sometimes I'll forget. And now, now it's, this is, this is on the agenda every Monday. It's this person's turn and we're doing someone else. So the funny thing is we did that with a new person uh, recently. And she said, Hey, I've got this idea. What we can also do is a show and tell when we're introducing ourselves. Yep. And so now, because we're all virtual, bring something to the camera. Here's the, here's some things yep. that I like doing that I can physically show you too. So yeah, pretty neat. Yeah. So, I mean, when we were in kindergarten, garden we did show and tell with like popsicle stick people and like stupid yep. stuff now right. we're adults with like adult money yeah <laughs> show and tell let's do this yeah like i want to see this you know like and that's awesome and it's not bragging it's no. what lights you up like exactly. what brings you joy and sometimes it's work but sometimes it's not yep. and that's such a simple example 
of something where, and, and also too, with having what's your and, it gives it a label. It gives it a name that now everyone knows that what that means. And we could, I could just say, what's your and? And then people start talking about it rather than before where it was kind of nebulous and kind of like, well, what do you like to do outside right. of work? Or what do you, where would I find you when you're not here or whatever, you know? And it just gives it, gives it something that then everybody's in on it. But that's awesome to hear that someone else steps in who's new yep. and says, I have an idea. Let's yep. take this up to a 201 level or exactly. a 301 level, you yep. know? And you're like, yeah, let's do that. Right. You know? And yep. so that's, that's, that's exactly what I do working with organizations is just facilitating that and making that happen and giving it some structure and some accountability. And then how do we take that all the way from recruiting, onboarding, employee experience, even exit? Like, how do we make this a journey that people are going to tell others, you got to go there. Like, that's an awesome place, you know? And in the more hiring that happens, the more merging that happens, creating those connections over the human level, it's where it's at, you know? Yep. Perfect. All right. So before we wrap up and I'm going to come back to this, I want to go uh, one last thing because before I uh, had you on the podcast for the first time, I had always asked everybody at the end of the podcast, before I even met you, tell me what your passions are outside of work. Yeah. Then for some reason in my mind, I'm like, I would think I'm stealing John Garrett's You're thing. Stealing it all, man. Because although I called this the unique CPA before I knew you as well. And so everybody's unique is what we try to build in yeah, here. They and are. So, but unfortunately, yeah. after I talked to you, and I don't know if it was immediate, I stopped asking that question. It may have just been a length thing. It may have just been like, I'm taking too long. I got to just close out the show. And then about five or six podcasts ago, I said, nope. Not going to skip that. This is a so important. Yeah. And, I, and, and I've talked to John so much. I know this is extremely important. And so it's been put back in. And so, John Garrett, I'm not going to use what's your and. Tell me, uh, no, you what, <laughs> tell me what your passions are outside. You of can work. literally use what's your and. Like, this is our message collectively. Okay. You know, I just happen to be the mouthpiece. There's no stealing. It's how does it manifest in your world? Right. And that's why I'm, I'm, I don't come in and say exactly what you have to do. It's like, well, how does this manifest for you? And, and I love seeing so many different examples that are out there of what works for you. So run with it, man. I love I it. So thank you, man. And right. so, yeah, my ands are definitely college football. I mean, I went to Notre Dame, so especially that, but all of college football music. I love going to concerts. I play the piano. Like that's super awesome travel, but ice cream, ice cream is my jam, man. Like if you told me you can't have ice cream ever again, I mean, the world's over, like it's done, like it's just over. So you have a flavor. Yeah. Probably like a, like a chocolate brownie chunk or like a cookie dough chocolate chip, something where there's like, I got to chew it a little bit. Like there's more calories per spoon. Yeah, uh, is really I'm efficient in that right. way. Where it's just <laughs> so that was the, the your and I'm I'm I may use that going forward, but yeah, I, I please feel do, like man. I have That's to awesome. Give you credit. And now no, you... the the segment of the show, what's your and? Sponsored by John Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I'll send you twenty bucks, and then we're even. Like, <laughs> right. so so let's wrap this up. So so one thing I want to point out. You know, we just heard John talk about all this, this importance of what they're doing. You heard me, the fact that we're using this as a hybrid right now, which I really want to get John into. And my plan is to get John in to help us as an organization, which I really think we have a good culture now. But people may think that and realize when they talk to their people, they don't. And so I think that's important. So I think it's really important. 
at a minimum, if you listen to the show today, just to look at what John's doing, reach out to John. John will answer your call. He'll answer your email. He'll he'll do do whatever you need. Absolutely. But it is every single one of you right now listening are looking for people. I know that's the case because everybody is. And so so reach out to John. So so from that standpoint, John, how can people get a hold of you? And I appreciate it so much, Randy. And it's just, just have a conversation, you know, because if it's not a fit, I'm not going to do it. Right. I got other things to do, you know, so, you know, ice cream and totally football, right. Right? At the same time, (laughs) heaven, heaven. Um, But yeah, so just have a conversation. Is this the right fit either way? And yeah, so I mean, thejohngarrett.com, super easy, or, you know, on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, all that stuff, you know, but thejohngarrett.com, super easy, or whatsyourand.com gets you the same place. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. So thanks, yeah, And Randy. I did notice you have another C, this might be an old one, but the recovering CPA.com. Yeah, that's out there. That's out there. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it just kind of explained to people a little bit of my background yeah. and that, uh, oh, this is going to be a little bit different than right. uh, maybe what we thought. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to bring that up. I just saw oh, it no. today. So that totally works. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's just been cool to see how this message applies to way bigger audience right. than just CPAs, but those are, that's the center of my, I mean, that, that's my sweet spot in my heart is because I was one and I get it. And I know what that world's like. And yep. like, let's make it better for everyone from awesome. top down. That's my small little goal of the show. If we could do a little bit to make the industry better, I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. So and, and a cool byproduct I've heard too, is just generational differences are bridged yes. from your ands. Uh, DEIA conversations are bridged. Yep from your ands. So, so many cool things. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, accessibility. It just brings people together on a more human level. Okay. So John, again, thank you for being here. It was awesome. And your information, I can't say, uh, say it enough, it is great. And, and I think everybody should at least investigate. So thanks again for being here. No, I appreciate it, Randy. It means so much, man. Thank you. Yep. No problem. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for joining us today. And you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we'll be going beyond compliance into forging new pathways of delivering value to clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and leading edge management techniques and styles. This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios. 